Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Well, hey, everybody. This is the Ministry to Parents podcast. It's the podcast for church leaders that helps them build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thank you so much for joining in. Today is episode 34, and we are in the middle of a series on how to help parents prepare for spiritual leadership. And one of the things when it comes to helping parents in this particular part of their journey in regards to spiritual leadership is that sometimes there's going to be moments where kids begin to doubt all that their parents have taught them. It's part of the developmental process. And so we wanted to cover that topic today because we know that's out there. We know it's a common struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think about when we talk about this topic, uh, I think about a session you and I were in at a youth ministry conference a long time ago with our friend Kurt Johnston. Mm -hmm. Remember him? Mm -hmm. And um, he talked about um, middle school adolescents particularly and the process of when the brain moves from concrete thinking to abstract thinking. Mm And um, he used uh, cups or blocks. I can't remember which one, but he said, you know, what happens is your child forms their faith based off of and you help them build this beautiful pyramid mm-hmm. of faith. Mm-hmm. But when their brain begins to understand abstract thought, one of the things that happens that's developmentally appropriate is they pretty much just knock all of that down. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I remember the, the encouragement there that he said was, hey, here's the encouragement. Most of the time they're using the blocks that you gave them, so they're still going to rebuild something that looks <laughs> like mm-hmm. what uh what you what you shared with them but um you gotta let them knock it down and rebuild it and a lot of this doubt stuff that has happening um a a great percentage of it is that normal developmental process, but it's scary mm-hmm. as a parent i mean if if we believe what our faith believes. Then what that means is if you reject it, Mm -hmm. that's a scary thing. Mm -hmm. And so parents, uh, you know, if, if most parents of faith, if they want one thing for their kid, they, they want it, their kid to share their faith if Mm -hmm. they could choose. Mm -hmm. So we know that you probably have a good amount of parents in your ministry, whether it be most likely middle school or high school at this point, um, or even you might have some volunteers in your ministry that have uh, college or adult kids who might be at places where they're struggling or doubting their faith. And so we wanted to give you today four tips on how you can encourage those parents when their kids are doubting the faith that's been passed down. And the first one is to have empathy, which means to put yourself in their shoes, even if you are a student minister and and you uh, don't have kids yet or um, don't plan on having kids or maybe you uh, have never been in this scenario, uh, it really helps when you stop for a few minutes and you just put yourself in their shoes and, and you think about what it must feel like. You know, as you were saying, Jeremy, when you knock down that structure, I think about how on the on the playground or in the little classroom for preschoolers, how people feel when another person comes and knocks down the structure you built with your little your blocks. It's it's no fun and it hurts and it's and it's scary. And when you think using that word picture, you know, how parents must feel when they've spent throughout the their 
um, children's elementary years, um, investing in them and teaching them and maybe taking them to Sunday school or, or mass or, or whatever and building up uh, their faith. And then all of a sudden they get become this new person through puberty and adolescence. And now there's structures all of a sudden that they've been learning. It's all getting reorganized and mixed up. And, and that's just a scary place to be. And oftentimes parents, I think, just want church leaders to be able to empathize with them, to know they're not being judged. I think sometimes parents go, is that youth minister judging my parenting based on where my kid is right now? They might be thinking more about that than they are anything else. And so sometimes uh, as a church leader, just coming alongside and sitting with them and offering them kindness and a non-judgmental ear and just saying, I can't. I can't imagine what that must be like. Share with me so that I can empathize with you. Even saying those words, uh, just sitting with them and listening can go a really long way. You don't have to necessarily do anything for them as much as you can just be with them. And there's power in that and and kindness and love. It's what Jesus offers us, obviously. And so it's a chance to just be that for them. So that would be the first thing is to just practice empathy, to show up and be with them in that moment. You know, I, I like how you say empathy. Um, and that isn't normally our first thing first you know it's tempting as a church leader a parent brings us a problem and we want to show up for them be the superhero and fix the problem mm-hmm. um but when you show empathy what happens is you help them know okay i'm not alone um i got this church leader here with me and he's he or she is telling me that uh this is something other parents face in their journeys with their kids and and it's okay for a kid to go through this this it it's just it brings a deep breath to the room so i think that's really mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. uh the second thing that we have to offer you on this topic um is consider the source look for the source help the parents try to find the source of this because uh, there's a couple of different reasons why uh, a child or a teenager would go through kind of this season of doubt. Um, one of the mo- more common ones, and this is where the whole field of apologetics, which is ultimately the defense of the faith, um, which sometimes is a little uh, overboard and, and wants to turn everything into a debate. I, I'm not a fan of that, but I love when it's subtle, humble. And it just basically says, look, you, you don't have to be a fool to believe. There's, there's a good, there's good reasons behind what we believe. And when, um, uh, so for a lot of kids, it's this. Maybe they heard or saw, uh, uh, something, uh, uh, something that tries to discredit Christianity. And that makes them think. And they're like, well, what if that is true? What if this isn't true? And, um, and it's more of a analytical, um, intellectual doubt. Uh, but then there also could be an emotional doubt, which is they've been hurt. Maybe someone in the church or another Christian has hurt them deeply. Um, and and because of that hurt, they just begin to think, uh, I don't know that I want to, to deal with this. Um, and then also it just simply could be down to uh, they've gone through some traumatic event. And at that, at the thing of that traumatic event, they basically said, if God's willing to do this to me, then I don't even know if he's real. Uh, so the reason why considering the source is super important is because, um, if a parent, 
uh, if it's a traumatic event that causes this season of doubt and the parents throw an apologetics books at the problem trying to say, hey, you know, let's give you a, the case for Christ. Well, that's not – if you don't understand the source, you don't really know how to journey with your kid to that source. And so a way that a church leader can step in because you're on the outside looking in, you can kind of have a cool head and say, okay, let's start with this. Let's try to have conversations that help us understand where did all this start? Where did it come from? And once we know that, we know how to proceed. Uh, yes, and I think that's a great way to show up. As we give you these dip, four different tips, uh, you might try one and then go, oh, that didn't work. Oh, here's another. Try this. So each family is unique into themselves, and so that's why these four tips that we're giving you, we hope one of them will be able to help you uh, find a way to encourage uh, these sets of parents when they're walking through uh, their children and teenagers doubting the faith. Um, third, another tip is that help connect them with another parent who's been on the other side, who's been there before. And similar to what we talked about in episode 33 of how to help parents find healthy mentors, it's real similar. Um, it There's just something to somebody coming alongside of you who can say, I've been there. I know what this is like. And uh, when you're able to connect those two sets of parents together, they're able to go and have a cup of coffee and or share a meal together and they can just say, Hey, I've been here. This is where my kid is. Um, and just say, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And even if they're not okay, you can be okay. And so there's a chance to where when you connect, it extends the ministry, um, further than where you could take it. Uh, that's, uh, I agree with you. Our last episode on, on finding mentors for parents, uh, if you didn't hear that, I just encourage you to go back and check it out because we laid out some real practical ways to do that. But when you have that in place, this is a beautiful situation where that can help. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth and final kind of tip we have on this is uh, is m- might might seem obvious, but at the end of the day, um, and it has a whole – basically what I'm about to tell you covers a ton of ministry to parents, <laughs> and it's this. Help the parent help the parent you're working with. Help them figure out what they can control and what they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this area, it's so huge. Um, I, I, I might have said on the podcast before, but uh, in the um, Pixar movie about emotions, what's that called? Mm-hmm. Inside Out. Inside mm-hmm. Out. There's, a, there's always an emotion running the dashboard mm-hmm. of the brain, right? Right. The, uh, and and uh, fear is the one that sits at my dashboard quite a lot. And uh, one of the things I've learned about fear is that um, it's connected to rage. And it's connected mm-hmm. to uh, anxiety mm-hmm. and um, it's connected to control and ma- manipulation. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in particular, when parents, uh, if the, you're dealing with a parent like me who, mm-hmm. who get, fear runs their dashboard, mm-hmm. they might want to jump in there and try to manipulate this moment. And like my kids, if they're doubting, we've got to figure out how mm-hmm. to get them back and, and, mm-hmm. and they can do more damage than they realize. So um, as a church leader to help them say, listen, Obviously, here are the things we can control. You can show up for them. You can offer to coach them if they're willing to accept it. You can help resource them. You can go talk to a mentor couple and think through how to get through this. And obviously, you can pray and beg God to pursue their hearts in a whole new way that will help them know 
that um, he is real. All of that is within your control. Here's what's not in your control. You're not going to be able to be smart enough to figure this out. You're not going to give the perfect speech. Um, you, uh, there's not enough facts in the world that you can give them that is going it's to – it's not ultimately on you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make their heart change towards God. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you have to beg God to pursue their hearts and uh, do the best you can to be supportive and encouraging. Mm-hmm. So when they know what they can control and what they cannot and shouldn't try to control, it really um, helps set a kind of a healthy framework to move through this journey. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like laying some ground rules a little bit for yourself as a parent. And being able to talk to, as a church leader, being able to talk to parents about that, like, hey, what are some ground rules for yourself? Like, help parents understand their limitations of it's actually not possible to force uh, your teenager to choose God for himself or herself. And I think because that's, we ultimately, our goal is to mirror the God the Father. So how would God the Father, the good Father, uh he doesn't force himself on us, so it's not our job to force him on others. Hmm. And I think, as you were saying, the fear drives the control or the manipulation. Um, I'm afraid. Sometimes it's afraid for their life. Sometimes it's afraid for other uh, the image or the image management or ego or whatever. There's multiple reasons why fear could drive it. So I think it's super um, honest and um vulnerable for to help parents recognize I'm limited too and that I have to practice self-control I have to keep my hands to myself and I have to say this is not in my lane so what is in my lane and I think that's a really healthy step that you can guide parents in 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 an action step you know Hmm. So we've talked about four tips here. The first one is to empathize with the uh, with the parent as the church leader. And then the second one is to help them find a mentor couple who has already been through this situation, um, connect them to that uh, couple if possible. Uh, third would be – I'm sorry, second was to help them consider the source, whether yeah. it's mm-hmm. a emotional, Correct. intellectual, traumatic, what's the reason for the, deba- the doubt, mm-hmm. and then would be find a mentor couple. Mm-hmm. And then finally uh, it would be – what you can and can't control. Help them understand what they can and can't control. <laughs> all right. And that is, uh, I hope that was helpful to you. I hope uh, mm-hmm. you can apply all four things when you're in this situation. Good luck as yeah. you move on. And and you hear a delicate, is it delicacy with that to be? Delicate. I think Jeremy and I are very delicate on this subject because it's such a tender subject in that your parents, it's one of the places they're most vulnerable with you. Because you are a church leader, and for better or worse, parents look to youth ministers and children's ministers and college ministers um, as part of the church, as part of their spiritual connection. It's that sacred piece that just happens, whether we like it or not. It it just does. They they connect those, and so oftentimes they might not feel really comfortable talking to you about their their kids doubting their faith because they might think you're disappointed or you're shamed or they've done something wrong. And as we know from the Garden of Eden, shame causes us to hide, right? We want to go run. And so we talk about this with a very um, uh, 
tenderness to it and sensitivity because it's a very sacred and vulnerable place for parents, but also a chance for you to really go in, not with a sledgehammer, but with kindness and gentleness and, and for you to be able to really show up big time for your families. This is an incredible area where you get to show love in a way that's just different than hosting events or, or teaching on Wednesday nights. And, um, it's just a really beautiful piece of ministry that if handled well, uh, not perfect, but handled well, uh, could really, uh, go a long difference in groundwork on ministry. And that is a perfect bow to put on this episode. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, at Ministry to Parents, we partner with you guys as church leaders, you guys and gals as church leaders, and we uh, want to help you uh, walk with parents through things like what we've discussed today. Uh, we have a way for you to kind of experience what we have to offer, try it out in your church and see if it works. If you'd like to get a couple of our resources and try them out, uh, you can go to ministrytoparents.com forward slash free. Uh, download the resources, try them out, and if you think we'd be a good fit, you can try us as a partner in your church. Thank you so much for joining in today. Uh, this is episode 34 from our series on how to help parents prepare for spiritual leadership. If you're enjoying this series and you've got other ministry friends, please pass it on to them. Uh, we want to be able to encourage as many ministry leaders as we can. Thank you so much for joining in. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next episode. You've been listening to the M2P Podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.